Road Dog Trucking News is live with the latest news and issues from across the trucking world. Road Dog Trucking News with Mark Willis. Drivers want to welcome you to the Friday edition of Sirius XM's Road Dog Trucking News. Thanks for being out there. And let me give you the phone number to get the program up and running. I want you to dial in now if you want. It's 888-876-2336-8888 Road Dog. That number is good all over North America. North, south, east, west. You got a voice in all of this, folks. And I really hope that you get on board and talk with the guests, the newsmakers, policymakers, you know, the folks that are in the know. I'll bring them to the table so you can answer and get questions, uh, you know, directed and answered by the guests that are going to be coming on board the show. A lot of good stuff coming up, guys. Coming up on the program, Tim Ashoff is going to be joining me, the president and chief operating officer of Crete Carrier Corporation and Schaefer Trucking, and also the vice president of risk management for Creed and Schaefer. Chris Hilkeman is on board as well. And we're going to talk about what's going on at the Great American Truck Show in Dallas coming up right around the corner. As a matter of fact, and in fact, guys, just before I came on the air here, Charles, our uh, extraordinary technical operator, was talking about, you know, some of the great things about what he does, keeping us on the air. He's been in contact with the engineers, and everything is all set, ready to go for the live broadcast on Thursday and Friday. Uh, So we are really looking forward to getting out there and seeing you guys at the Great American Truck Show coming up in Dallas. And man, some additional things I do want to mention to you. There's a lot of available truck parking that will be at what is called Fair Park. And that's about maybe two to three miles from the convention center itself. If you're going to be bringing your big truck, you can certainly do that. A lot of great parking out there. They're going to have shuttles taking you back and for to that location so check that out up on the GATS website educational seminars man they've got a bunch of them planned there's more than 50 hours of different types of educational events that are going to be going on out there the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration will indeed have a booth at the convention center they're going to be talking with you guys about various things that are going on like the electronic locking devices that is of course one of the ongoing big stories you know the data with that is coming up on December uh, the 18th. A lot of fleets are ready for it. A lot of fleets have been ready for it for many years. Some are just getting on board. And uh, some of the information I got yesterday to the program indicates that a lot of folks uh, have not even heard about the ELD. So, I mean, that's quite a little interesting twist to that as well. And is this going to be a last-minute thing for many people out there? We're going to get into that conversation and talk about some of the electronic safety devices that are on board trucks like collision mitigation, on board recorders how much of uh how much of all of this is really driver responsibility and again let's get right to the conversation tim ashoff on board president and c-double-o of crete carrier corporation and shaper trucking and chris hilkeman is also on board the vice president of risk management and uh, tim i want to welcome you back sir good afternoon great to be back and thanks for having me on the show on this friday afternoon Yes, sir. It's good to chat with you. And uh, Chris, I want to welcome you to the program as well. Good afternoon to you. Good afternoon. Thank you. Yes, sir. Good to chat with you both. And uh, Tim, I'm really looking forward to seeing you guys in Dallas coming up right around the corner. And I am very honored to be hosting an electronic logging device uh, panel on Saturday at the Great American Truck Show. That's going to be a lot of fun. I'm expecting a lot of folks to be there. Uh, talk about this. Uh, you guys will be at GATS. You are going to be there as well, talking with the drivers. Uh, a lot of optimism going into this show, right? 
There is. I think we're in a really good time for our industry as a whole. Um, you know, I was out actually visiting some customers this week, and the, and the overall economy and, and freight market seems to be on a positive path, and that's great for everybody, and and great for uh, certainly our drivers and all the other drivers in the industry. Um, you know, I think we've we've come off of a few challenging years with respect to not only freight but some of the things with the equipment changes that were out there. Uh, certainly, a number of different regulations that you've talked about that we have had to get uh, adjusted to as an industry and you know the big one we still face is is the ELDs and so we we're proud to be a part of the panel that will be discussing that because I think there's things that that we can learn from each other and and we've been out there and had ELDs for essentially about 10 years now and and something you have to adjust to and and learn how to use uh, to your advantage so um, if we can share that knowledge out there and we're happy to do that. All right and Chris to expand on that a little bit more because uh, you've got direct contact with the drivers out there when it comes to the ELDs what kind of feedback are you hearing from uh, the guys and the ladies behind the wheel of your trucks? Uh, some of the feedback, are they uh, getting used to the ELTs, the efficiency of it, or do you find some are still saying, man, you know, let me have my paper log back? Uh, what are you hearing from the, from those sides? Yeah, well, we're not hearing a lot from, from our drivers, mostly because they're so used to having uh, the electronic logs, or rather the, the AOBRDs uh, would be the technical name for what for what we have right now. And we've been fully deployed with those for, for a couple of years, so it really is status quo at, on our end. Certainly, we've uh, been in touch with our drivers to let them know about the mandate what it means from them uh, and, and what changes that they, they may see. And um, as the, the mandate continues to, to come forward, we'll continue to have those conversations with our drivers and roll out some additional training on you know, what is going, going to change. And so it looks like from, from what we're seeing is, uh, you know, maybe some, some looks to screens, some different feels to screens, mm -hmm. but with respect to, you know, electronic logging, uh, it's, it's pretty much status quo here at Crete. So we're not hearing a whole lot from our drivers. And even with our, our new drivers that come on board, you know, there's a lot of drivers that are coming from companies that, that have um, electronic logging, AOBRDs. And so this isn't a big change to them. In fact, uh, we have a lot of applicants and a lot of recruits that, that uh, the, one of their questions is, do you have electronic uh, logging? Because that's all they all they have ever known, and uh, and that's what they want to stick with. You know, that's an interesting point because uh, a lot of the folks that are coming into the industry uh, right now have never seen or dealt with a paper log. And uh, Tim, is that in your estimation maybe a generational thing that eventually the marketplace will weed out those, if you will, that are on paper? Uh, because uh, the mandate's facing is now facing everybody, so to speak. But uh, at, at some point, will we see just a total elimination of paper on certain applications with trucking? I think we will. I think uh, I think what drivers have found, you know, when we went through this conversion, you know, starting, you know, as I mentioned, almost a decade ago, is you know, there's an initial apprehension, but once you see uh, the benefits of having the electronic logging and uh, you know, knowing exactly where you're at on your hours, not having to do all the paperwork and calculation that you have to do as a driver, keep track exactly where you were when, those types of things, and then you know, then working with the carrier on knowing exactly what hours a driver has, 
to, to you know, optimize their time and their miles. Uh, they see the benefits of it. But, you know, there still are a number of drivers out there that have only done paper. And so it still will be a transition period here. And, you know, one of the things that uh, we've done then is to try to ensure uh, we can help with that transition. We've gone through it with all of our drivers that are on board uh, at one point or another. So, um, you, you know, we've learned from that. And so when we have new drivers coming on board, we, we um, obviously try to provide that education and training. But we know it's more than just sitting in a classroom and this is how it works. It's then those first couple of weeks of adapting your trip planning um, to electronic logging, ensuring you can, you know, communicate um, your hours uh, with uh, operations and otherwise, uh, and then just, you know, change basically some habits where you, um, you know, don't have to keep track of some of the things on your own or otherwise. And so we, we've set up mentors for um, new drivers that come on board that, that haven't had electronic logging with one of our drivers that have gone through that. And that seems to be a very positive program for, for drivers that are trying to transition. And Chris, uh, with that, uh, you know, this I would imagine is some of the big changes that you are seeing in the driver marketplace that uh, drivers that are coming on board want this kind of specialized technology. Uh, to help make their jobs that much easier out there. The more technology, the better, in other words. Is that what you're hearing from your guys as they come in? Well, uh, I would would say that's not universal, but yes, we are certainly uh, hearing from a lot of the drivers that come in is they want applications to make their lives easier. Uh, There's a lot of drivers that have gone from paper logs to to uh, e-logs and and really won't won't go back. They have no desire to go back because they see the benefits of it. Um, they don't have to sit at the end of, end of the day and and do that paperwork, and uh, they don't have to worry about form and manner violations. <laughs> they see the efficiencies that it, that it brings, and uh, and and for a lot of our our drivers yeah they they like that type of, of technology well and uh, also to tim expand on that because with the uh rolling in of more technology into the trucking industry that means that you've got to expand your internal infrastructure to meet those demands correct in that more computer-based applications more investment in hardware and software but again it's part of the landscape right you got to make those investments uh count as you go forward in the industry yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I think um, one of the things that's changed, I think uh, I've been in the business now for 15 years, which, uh, you know, isn't very long, but a lot of things have sure changed in that 15-year period of time is that I do think the expectations of drivers has changed and that technology has been a big part of those changing expectations. Um, you know, it used to be, uh, you know, drivers, obviously they're drivers because they, they like to be in, independent, the, the captain of their ship, as they, so to speak. But um, now with technology and what drivers can see it can do just in, in their own daily lives, whether it's, you know, buying these things online or communicating with their family, there's those expectations for those tools to be there from us as well. So, you know, we need to ensure that we're working uh, both internally with our IT and other resources to develop what we need to provide that communication and that access and then work with our vendors too. You know, we, we've rolled out a number of things recently, um, you know, things as, as simple as providing our drivers the, the cat scale app with automatic payment through our, you know, fuel card system and, and also providing them, you know, an app where they can get the, the messages 
that typically have gone to their truck through their you know mobile communication system now pushes right out to their phone, um, so they're not tied to their truck when they're you know at the truck stop or at home or otherwise. Those types of applications have, have um, you know really changed for the better, um, you know the life of the driver out there. So we need to make sure we're we're staying advanced with that, and like as you said, allocate the right resources to those things. And you know, and looking at uh, a lot of the data that is going to be collected, say with the technology like the lane departure warning systems, collision mitigation, these are making drivers safer out there. Talk about that data that is collected, Chris, and looking at it from an analytical standpoint. When you look at some of this data, how do you make improvements uh, to the operational efficiency of the fleet? How critical is that data in planning and strategy going forward, in other words? Well, yeah, I mean, in, in today's trucks, there is just so much data that can be gathered from from various points and through various technologies. And so from our perspective, we have to analyze, you know, what what data is important for us to gather? Um, how do we look at that, that data? You know, how do we normalize that, that data across our our fleet? And and then once we've normalized that data, how can we how can we determine whether or not we see uh, behavior from a driver that's that's above the norm, and and why is that? And then once we have that information, then we can we can uh, go in and, and intervene and and correct if there is a is a problem behavior. You know, one of the things that that we're able to look at is things like hard braking. You know, we know that we know that drivers are going to have a hard break. We know that they're going to have hard breaks for for multiple reasons. Uh, a, a lot of the times, it's to avoid an accident that that wasn't caused by anything that that they did. It was them using good defensive driving uh, behavior. Uh, but we also know that if you that if you have a driver that has a number of hard brakes that is above uh, above a, a normalization line, mm-hmm. there may be something going on, and so now we may need to intervene with that driver to figure out, hey, what's going on? What's what, what's causing the, these hard brakes? Uh, is there a need for additional coaching? So, absolutely, uh, the data if it's used correctly. Uh, can make your fleet safer. Well, and taking that data, when you look at it from uh, from an analytical standpoint, uh, do you have to maybe step back some, some time and say, okay, some of this might be subjective depending upon the kind of traffic lanes that they are in or certain types of areas of the country, if it's more hilly, for example, as compared with maybe to a flat area. There's a lot of science behind that, uh, behind uh, analyzing and collecting data like that, isn't there? Uh, you're absolutely right. I mean, it is. It is. Uh, I mean, it can be regionally based. It can be seasonally based. Um, there are a lot of variables that go into go into that data. Um, you know, it's no surprise that that we do have um, some event recorders on a very small portion of our of our fleet. Roughly about ten percent of our our fleet do have um, you know camera systems, the drive cam system on our trucks. Um, and, and what we've been able to, to glean from that, though, is, is video and audio give us a lot more information on what goes uh, into a certain event. So if we see that there's a hard break that's been triggered through the electronic control module, mm-hmm. um, we just that's all we know. We know that there's a there's a hard break. But if we have an ECM trigger along with with video, that gives us a lot more information on 
what has caused that heartbreak to begin with, and is there a, a behavioral problem. So we've been able to extrapolate some things that we're seeing with, with video on that small portion of our fleet, equating them with certain behaviors, and then uh, looking at behaviors in, in a little bit different way than we have in, in the past, just because we're able to get uh, so much more information uh, from those types of video systems. And, and Tim, this is also a great opportunity as well, because if there are some extenuating circumstances, say, with a heartbreaking system, uh, this gives the company an opportunity maybe to reinforce some behaviors out there and what needs to be done, and it helps to keep the driver. In other words, helps with the retention because if it can be a learning experience, and that's going to be all the more better for everybody involved in this, right? Absolutely, and that, that's the whole goal with our system. Um, we want to, you know, the, as Chris said, we, we need to sometimes validate what this data means, so the event recorders do that for us. But the goal then is, is to coach, is to be able to uh, you know, make that uh, driver, um, you know, see uh, what the behavior is and, and can we help that. Because we know that, you know, drivers, you're out there, you're committed. You, you've made a big investment to learn how to become a driver. Um, you've been out there, you use sacrifice, uh, family time, and other things to be out on the road and you made it your career and you you want to keep that career and so our goal is to say how do we take this information and help that driver keep his or her career and um, you know it's a lot like athletics uh, seeing is believing <laughs> when you can kind of take that that video and and you know I, I, I tune it to you know if you watch NFL football on a Sunday the best quarterbacks uh, out there once they come off the field what are they doing you see them on the sideline they're out there looking at video they're looking at you know photo photos of the plays they did those types of things defenses they should have read and they're learning from it and you know those are you know professionals being paid millions of dollars a year that should know that instinctively but they still have to have that and so that's that's our goal is to take that information make sure we validate that data and then say what can we learn from it and how can we help the quarterbacks of our trucks uh, become yep. um, you know better at the next play. All right, I got a break, gentlemen. Hold on, drivers. I've got Chris Hill coming on board, the VP of Risk Management, and uh, also on the telephone with me, Tim Ashoff, President and CWO of Creed Carrier Corporation, Schaefer Trucking. They are going to be at the Dallas Truck Show. Gats coming up right around the corner, starting next week. And uh, man, I hope you get a chance to go on by, say hello to Tim and uh, his crew in Dallas. They are going to be there, and of course. Of course, this is all part of the uh, efforts by us to bring you information about what's going on at the Great American Truck Show. I'll be interviewing a number of folks at the convention center to give you a flavor of what's going on. So if you've got a question or a comment or two for Tim and Chris, you're welcome to jump on board. I see a number of folks that are lining up already uh, to get into the conversation. Michael in Texas, crazy Pete is coming up in North Dakota. Jerry in Nebraska got you coming up as well. And uh, gentlemen, it's your chance to get on board and talk with industry leaders. I hope you get an opportunity to maybe dial in, weigh in on these things that we're talking about. Up to the minute news, live on the trucking industry. It's Road Dog Trucking News with Mark Willis. Drivers, hey, welcome to the show. And again, the phone number to call in, it's 888-876-2336 on this Friday. It's now 27 minutes after the hour, 227 East, 127 in the Central Time Zone. And talking a lot about what's going on at the Great American Truck Show coming up in Dallas next week. As a matter of fact, ladies and gentlemen, the show is open on Thursday, Friday, and 
Saturday. We are going to be broadcasting live on Thursday and Friday and talking with a lot of great folks all throughout the event. Dan, I'm very honored to be hosting a panel on ELDs. And uh, my thanks to the folks at Crete and Shaper for inviting me to host that panel. And uh, this information about what Crete is going to be doing is up on the website. Tim, I want to get that out there uh, as well. Social media, Twitter, websites, and even the old-fashioned way by phone. How can they find you guys? Well, they can go right out there to CreekCarrierJobs.com, uh, uh, SchaeferJobs.com, HuntTransportationJobs.com, uh, and that has uh, all of our phone numbers, all our links, all our Twitter uh, access, Facebook. It's a, it's a good place to go uh, on Facebook. You know, we're at uh, backslash Creek Carrier, backslash Schaefer Trucking, or backslash uh, Hunt Transportation. So uh, I think there's more ways out there than I know of to even to get a hold of us. So uh, <laughs> uh, those are the best places to start. And then certainly I yeah, give our give any of our uh, recruiting teams a call and they can answer questions and then we'd be happy to talk to you about it you know chris also too i've got to imagine that you hear from a lot of your drivers about uh, you know various things that are uh, going on out there could be safety could be uh, something that's going on out there on the road that might impact them and that's a great way uh, through social media to communicate with your drivers uh, almost instantaneously isn't it oh it is it is um you know, we're always trying to find ways to communicate better with our with our drivers. Um, certainly, with the e-log devices, where you can send short videos or you could send PDF documents, we utilize that to communicate with our drivers. But heck, we've used social networking quite a bit. Uh, we do a lot of YouTube videos and post them to Facebook and to uh, and to YouTube to communicate new changes uh, with our with our drivers and things that are coming down the pipe. So it's been very useful. All right, let's go to the phones. And, uh, gentlemen, a lot of folks are holding, and that's great. They want to jump into the mix. And, again, it's 888-876-2336. First up, I've got Michael in the great state of Texas, sir. You're on with Tim Ashoff and Chris Dundee. Good afternoon, gentlemen. i got a couple of questions I would like to throw out there. I would like to talk about these crash and border systems. There's a lot of problems with those systems. I don't have one on my truck for say, but I have a friend of mine that drives for a company. It was always going off. It can't distinguish the lines in the road and people would cut him off. Mm-hmm. His company was always calling him, think he was driving bad. He'd been with these people 20 years. So he finally had to tell them they either give him a truck without the crashing board, it's just a bump that, or he was going to quit. And they finally gave it to him. He a lot happier driver. I think what's going to be the problem with all this technology is the driver's going to depend on it too much, and they're going to relax. They're going to relax in concentration because they're mm-hmm. depending on all the technology. They're going to make the accident rates go up higher than what it is. Because we already see that all everybody got all these crash avoided systems and everything. The accident rate is steady going up. The other thing I would like to throw out there is the ELD. I'm a one-truck owner operator. Mm-hmm. I can understand y'all having the ELDs to manage your fleet, but why would I need an ELD just to manage me when I haul oversized freight? I'm basically resting at night anyway. 
Okay, all right, let me, let me get them to comment. Michael, I appreciate it. And uh, Chris Hilkeman, let me get you to comment on that. Uh, you know, from the standpoint, maybe we'll start with the one-truck operator. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, you know, the one-truck operator at some point will need it. I mean, that's just part of the landscape with, with what we're looking at with the uh, regulations. But how would you convince, say, a one-truck operator of the importance of having, say, an ELD on board? Well, um, the caller had, had mentioned that he could see how it would be useful for, for a large fleet as we manage our, our trucks. And as Tim has pointed out, you know, we do utilize the ELDs to optimize our, our freight. But let's not forget the, the purpose behind the ELD, and that is, that is compliance, compliance with the hours of service regulations. And a large portion of the, of the ELD mandate is being able to tie in to, uh, to the truck's module to record uh, when the wheels are, are moving to provide accurate information, um, information that is candid, information that is truthful, and information that is uh, able to be readily transmitted to, uh, to roadside officers. And so, you know, it does offer some, some good opportunities for larger fleets, but the entire point of the of the mandate is to make sure that drivers are complying with the hours of service regulations and to be able to allow transparency between the driver of the vehicle and the DOT enforcement officer. You know, the data that the uh, officer is looking at by the side of the road, Tim, uh, that's something I think that uh, also would wind up on your radar screen as well, because uh, this would be a profile, say, the company uh, itself. Talk about the importance of making sure that that, act, that data is accurate at roadside uh, once, indeed, it gets in the hands of the, uh, the inspecting officer on scene. Yeah, that's right. Because uh, you know, with with the way the uh, FMC is set up now, that data is utilized to flow into the CSA and into a driver's uh, own personal CSA, that PSP uh, database. So the accuracy of that is uh, you know ultimately important, and that's a, a quick way to ensure that the officer is getting accurate data and flowing through, you know, the whole system the DOT is use, using now for uh, regulatory compliance um, and, and really scoring of in essence drivers and companies. I've got a break. I would would add on to that. um, You know, we have seen with the ELDs, uh, those those form and manner violations, those, oh, I forgot to add this location where I was at. I I forgot to put in my equipment number. I forgot to, uh, I tallied up my my hours wrong. All those form and manner violations that come with paper, a lot of those disappear with, with ELDs. And so, especially since all drivers will have a CSA score, uh, there's a lot of benefit that comes with those ELDs as well. All right. I've got a break, gentlemen. So hold on. I've got to update what's going on with news. And of course, as you would imagine, a lot of folks want to get in uh, to the conversation and weigh in on the top stories. Jerry in Nebraska got you coming up. Good, sir. That's right out of the break. And uh, drivers, if you're just now joining me on the program, Tim Ashoff on board, the president and CWO, Creed Carrier Corporation and Shaper Trucking, Chris Hilkeman, also on board, the vice president of risk management, talking about GATS, Great American Truck Show, coming up next week, the educational seminars that are coming up as well. It's an opportunity for you to talk directly with Tim. He will be at the show, and he'll be answering questions for you if you want to jump in talk about the big news story that is ongoing. That's the ELDs, and we're looking at it from the corporate perspective, guys. If you've got a, uh, a voice or an opinion with this, you're certainly welcome to jump in. 
Live and up to the minute, this is Road Dog Trucking News with Mark Willis. Jarvis, you know where you slice it uh, when it comes to the electronic logging device and the mandate out there. Man, it is really making a lot of drivers and companies evaluate their operational plans, their strategic planning, how to get loads from point A to point B. It trickles down to operational efficiency and dollars. And on the phone to talk about the benefits of the safety aspect, Chris Hill coming on the phone. And also I've got Tim uh, Ashoff with Crete and Schaefer. And uh, both of these gentlemen got, folks are right there in the middle of it. They are, you know, directing their fleet operations, uh, getting the uh, getting their, their, uh, their business models all set, ready to go to meet these new demands out there. And Tim, like you're mentioning, you know, you guys have been on these for quite some time and, and you've seen really quite a quite a change in say efficiency and operating methods out there more profitable more much better safety out there for the entire industry right absolutely we have now it's it, it, it's not that it's not a transition or an adjustment but and it's not that uh, you know hey, I'm an American first and uh, and I'm an entrepreneurial American so you know I'm not an advocate of regulation or otherwise uh, over regulation in particular but once you have it then it's like how can I how can we use that to our advantage and I think that's if that's the way we need to start looking at that for you know from an industry perspective because it's it's about here and so that's what we did that's the approach we took and certainly we looked at it from two perspectives you know one the driver's perspective and then two you know the company's perspective and for the drivers you know ensuring how can we make their life easier ultimately with the e-logs again with some of the things we've talked about on on making the ease of, of tracking their hours of services there but then from the company's perspective how can we also help the driver and when we know their hours match them up with the best most productive load mm-hmm. but then keep track of that data and say what loads do operate the best and then work with our customers saying hey those are the loads we need for our drivers mm-hmm. uh, in the long run so it's really has provided us a tool um, to ultimately improve the life of the driver uh, both from a compliance standpoint but then from a productive productivity standpoint which I'm saying, you know, means more miles and more income for them. All right, let's go to Jerry in Nebraska. Jerry, thank you. Uh, good, sir, for waiting. Question or comment for the group? Good afternoon, gentlemen. Let me go through my thing, Mark. I've been out here 51 years, 71 years old, still in tip-top condition. Retired teamster, by the way. And I can remember before deregulation when we especially on those kind of jobs that moved 87% of the business, operated 100% compliant. And back then it was the truckload contract carriers that were the outlaws. So here we are, things have kind of reversed. But here's my situation today. I haven't had only one logbook violation in 51 years. So form and manner don't do me any favors. I know how to make out a logbook. I appreciate your concern about me, but I could do it. But here's my situation today. I'm a one-truck one truck owner operator, and I believe, in the, I believe in all the legal logging. But now my problem is I've gone through two systems because I can't afford a Qualcomm or a People's Net, and I don't need all the stuff that you pay for there to be legal. My problem is now I'm not Crete, I'm not Jerry Boys, I'm not CL or uh, Dan England, where these people come to me to sell the devices. I'm on one right now two hours ago. The lady said 
We're doing everything we can to get the bugs and creeps and all this out of our system mm. so that it will work. I want to run Lego, but I don't have the resources and time, availability or anything like you folks do to find the right system in five more months. We need more time. And remember, I'm pro-legal logging. Mm -hmm. I can't find a system because I'm not big enough for the big ones to come to me. All right, Jerry, i got to leave it at that. Let me have him answer that, and uh, let me get your thoughts on that, guys, uh, you know, from the uh, operational standpoint, uh, and, and be my guide on this. The FMCSA has not certified any of these devices, the ELD uh, devices that are out there right now. There's a lot of self-certification uh, going on, of course. Does this present problems or concerns uh, for, say, the smaller operators? And Tim or Chris, whatever, whichever one wants to jump in on that, you're welcome. Sure, no, and I appreciate uh, what, what, what Jerry's saying. I mean, we, we have to be able to have, um, you know, for the industry, viable tools that can be, you know, used easily and inexpensive. And, and I have, uh, uh, you know, we are a larger operator, and I appreciate that. So we do have some economies of scale, and we have some, some um, you know, benefits there. I am seeing in the marketplace, uh, you know, a large number of um, what appear to be, you know, more affordable uh, ELD devices that are being put on the market. And I think, you know, the question of timing and, and will they be there, um, it is going to be interesting to see, and that's what I'm kind of looking forward at GATS next week because that's a place, as you know, Mark, where all those uh, manufacturers and, and suppliers have their chance to show their wares, and that's one of the things I'm anxiously awaiting is to get down there and see. You know, I get a lot of literature on these things. I get a lot of advertisements for them, but to see them, touch them, you know, feel them, see how they actually work, I'll be just as curious about that as, as Jerry, quite honestly. Yeah, and, and Chris, from your standpoint, uh, what are you going to be looking for uh, when it comes to these kind of devices uh, as far as uniformity, consistency, accuracy? How do you look at it from the technology standpoint as to make sure that everything is indeed being compliant with? Well, you know, there are a lot of lot of devices out on, on the market. And as you stated, the FMCSA hasn't certified anything. In fact, the, the, they're just indicating that manufacturers need to self-certify mm -hmm. and uh, and that can bring up some some concerns you know we're hopeful that everybody is, uh, is is compliant and that their devices do exactly what what they say they're they're going to do um, but there is when you when you you know work with the players that have been in the industry a long time it gives you comfort level in that they mm. Mm -hmm. That they know what's required. They, this isn't their their first rodeo. That they have the staff and the resources to be able to run through the regulations and uh, and to make the technology work and to and to beta test it and beta test it to make sure it it continues mm -hmm. to work and it and it works well. Uh, but also the the device has to be easy to use. Uh, the device has to be straightforward. It mm -hmm. has to be easily understandable because if a driver uh, doesn't understand how to use the, the device, it's going to be hard for that driver to, to remain compliant and be able to transfer that information to that, to that officer. So, you know, we certainly look at ease of use, but we also look at who the who the vendor is to make sure that they have the staff and the resources 
that that they're putting out a, a quality product there in the marketplace. Yeah, and the timeline, very big consideration. Uh, you know, if they've been in business for 10 years or more, uh, just as an example, that's going to be a pretty good barometer as to uh, the dependence, uh, the dependency on the uh, on the type of technology that they are uh, putting out. Gentlemen, I got a break here, and I've got Uncle Spazzy coming up out of New Jersey. Up to the minute news, live from the trucking industry. It's Road Dog Trucking News with Mark Willis. Drivers, hey, we've flown through this, and it has been a great conversation with Tim Ashoff, the president and CWO of Creed Carrier Corporation and Shaper Trucking, and Chris Hilcom and the VP of Risk Management on board. Guys, talking about the ELDs from the corporate perspective. And from your vantage point, guys, you can weigh in on this. Uh, you know, this is going to be one of the ongoing stories for the rest of the summer, and man, it is going to really heat up as we roll towards December. The date on this, December the 18th, and that is a Monday. Uh, so the clock is ticking. Where are you with all of this? Let's go to Uncle Spazzy next stop in New Jersey. Welcome, sir. You're on with Chris and Tim. What are your thoughts on this? Well, first off, I have a question. Sure. Uh, about the, you were talking about uh, some kind of computer gadget there on the, on the truck that'll uh, register heartbreaking events. Am yes. I correct? Correct. Okay. Um, now, can that say, okay, this guy had a heartbreaking event in New York City? Yes, it can. It's generally tied to the GPS location of the truck. So the electronic control module can register the heartbreak, and then if you have the GPS locator on the truck, you tie the two together. Okay. The reason I'm asking, I've been driving trucks Oh, God, in, in various different forms since I was 18 years old. I'm 54 now. Um, and in all those years, I've had exactly two heartbreaking incidents. One that was, that I, I was involved in an automobile, well, a truck accident back in uh, 1986, avoiding a head-on collision. Incidentally, that's the only accident I've ever had in all the years I've been driving. Mm-hmm. I've never, and I've never had a logbook violation of any kind. And I'm just curious, how is this ELD going to make me a safer driver? Okay, let's talk about that, Chris, uh, or, or Tim, jump in on that. That has been one of the points of contention or debate. Can these devices really make drivers safer out there? And uh, the both of you are welcome to jump in. Well, I, I think from uh, an overriding standpoint, uh, the, the device is designed for compliance, um, and certainly uh, the idea is, is compliance drives safety. So if you're already compliant, uh, and the device, you know, certainly may not may not add to it, then I think a lot of things in a regulatory world is, is quite honestly designed, um, you know, not for uh, the 95% of the people out there doing things the right way in a compliant way, but it's designed for the the five percent. And, um, you know, that that could be the case with, uh, obviously, many of the drivers out there. So if you're a good compliant driver already, you're a good safe driver, it may not add to your safety. It should add to the ease of your compliance um, with hours of service, but may not add to your safety. All right. I appreciate the phone call. Gentlemen, I'm almost out of time. Uh, so I've got to get ready to wrap it up. And uh, we could have easily done two hours. Sandy. In Kansas, Barry in Kansas, Master Sergeant 117 in Ohio. I'm out of time. i got to let these gentlemen go on uh, to their rest to the rest of their day. And uh, Tim will want to get the websites out there again, social media, uh, phone numbers, where they can reach you guys. How can they contact you guys directly? 
Sure. Uh, CreekCarrierJobs.com, SchaeferJobs.com, HuntTransportationJobs.com, or give us a call at 800-998-2221, and we'd be happy to talk to you. And I certainly, as as uh, Mark said, I'll be at the uh, GATS next week and stop by and look look me up at our, our Creek Carrier booth, Schaefer Trucking booth, and I'd be happy to talk with you there as well. All right. Outstanding. I'm looking forward to chatting with you on the air as well during the course of the convention. Uh, that is going to be coming up uh, during the uh, two days that we're going to be there. And uh, Chris, I want to thank you, good sir, for joining us as well. Thanks for the insight. Well, thank you. It was a pleasure to be on today. All right. Well, you will do it again, gentlemen. Thanks. And again, that is Tim Ashoff, the president and CWO of Crete Carrier Corporation and Schaefer Trucking, and also Chris Hilcom and the VP of Risk Management.